The Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem is an awe-inspiring place. Christians of all stripes hold services there all day long in a mysterious rotation that never disrupts one from another. Copts, Greeks, Armenians, Franciscans, Jesuits, the Orthodox from the East and the West with their different languages and their different chants, ceremonial dress and full processions that circumnavigate the holiest site in Christendom. The tomb, Golgotha, the cross. The church of the Holy Sepulchre sounds, smells like a thousand years of incense and old candle wax. The walls are scarred with the ancient graffiti of pilgrims who have made their marks in the stone and run their hands over the old stone walls. Steps are worn away smooth by the waterfall of millions of feet come seeking all of the things that pilgrims do seek. Forgiveness and healing, answers, divinity. There is proof there that despite our contradictory theology, our many and various Christian traditions can indeed share in the commonalities of all our traditions, we hold sacred the death, and we hold sacred the resurrection. And in that place, we are bound together in these mysteries. We are held tight in God's love. There is an intensity of experience about the Holy Sepulchre that reminds those of us who visit of that which binds us, the love of our Creator, and that that love is far greater than whatever doctrinal differences divide us. In addition to the tomb and the cross is a stone of anointing, just a few steps from that dark tomb, a large, cold marble slab in the ground hung all around with sanctuary lamps, coated with centuries of anointing oils from the faithful people who have come here to prepare shrouds for themselves, for those they love nearing the end of life. It is a holy moment, the preparation of a shroud, yards of cloth laid out, Soaked in nard, that same perfumed oil that the women came to rub over Jesus' lifeless body in the ancient rituals of preparation. In the light of the resurrection, shrouds today are prepared not for the final end of all, but to remind those of us left behind that our Savior was anointed as well, not for the end, but for the journey and that those we love will soon be on that, joy, that journey and be with God in the same way that he was. In my estimation, what makes the Church of the Holy Sepulchre such a special place is not the weight of the events that happened there 2,000 years ago, but rather the weight of the human response to those events. The footsteps, the oils, 
the candles, the etchings, the great building itself, and the singing, chanting, wailing, tearful prayers of those who come to worship there are a cacophonous testament to the power that the resurrection holds. And that promise is everlasting, not momentary. It's a life's work. It's a generation's work. It is centuries of work of the bodies and the hearts of human beings. The work of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is holy and human together. It's a promise that the resurrection was not an event in history, but a way of life today. More and more, I'm coming to understand that the hope of Easter does not end with the promise of the resurrection. Eucharistic Prayer C, which we say around here from time to time, reminds us that we need to be delivered from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. And I'm beginning to feel the same way about the resurrection. If we come to the resurrection only for reassurance that we will not die forever and then stop there, we are not embracing the entirety of who we are as Christian people. We are not embracing the entirety of what the resurrection is as a promise for new life. A colleague of mine reminded me recently that This has been an interesting year in our world for resurrection moments. We've marked the 50th anniversary of the Selma to Montgomery marches for voting rights, and the commemorations have been powerful and beautiful. The ongoing debates in our city about the death penalty show that we have not fallen asleep at the wheel of human rights, after all. We are awake We are ready to stand up for what we believe is right, what we believe is gospel. A growing number of states are signing marriage bills into law, finally giving all humans equal access to basic rights. In many of these cases, it is people of faith filled with the power and the hope of the resurrection, compelled by the gospel, ensuring that lives are changed all around them. They are not staying in their homes, quietly thanking God that death will not end them. They are not keeping the resurrection in their hearts, guarded and close. They are releasing it into the world as a promise that we are made for something greater, by something greater. Our readings this morning tell us just a few of the hundreds of stories of God's salvation. Creation, the rainbow in the sky, the deliverance from Pharaoh's army. The readings culminate in God's greatest act of love, God's greatest act of salvation, the defeat of death. To that point, death was a force greater than any other. Its power over us was thorough and complete. But in this magnificent act of divine love, 
for us. God showed that even death is powerless in the face of a mighty God who holds our souls in the palm of a hand. But even that's not the end of this story. This story is still being written. This story is still being written by the hands of pilgrims who etch their devotions on the walls of that defeated tomb. This story is still being written by the prayers of those who pour oils at the anointing stone, that their prayers for those they love may lift to God as the scent of nard lifts to the air. This story is still being written by the marching feet of those who walked from Selma to Montgomery 50 years ago, knowing in a deep and faithful place that life could be and should be better for all of God's beloved people, that all were created equal. This story of love and triumph over the powers that would destroy us is still being written by those who feed the hungry of downtown Atlanta, by those who protest state-sanctioned death, by those who seek better ways to use our earthly resources, by those who teach our children that love is love is love is love, and that love is a human right, and all deserve it. This is the story being written. This is resurrection. It's not just an empty tomb, an empty space. It's the reaction we have to it. It is the breathless gratitude, the gut-wrenching relief, the actions we are moved into, the way we change the world, the way we praise God, the way we live fully, completely, wholly, until the very end of the life we are given here on earth. This is resurrection. Today, with our hymns and our flowers and our prayers and words lifted to God, we celebrate love that conquered death, And we celebrate the God who has been loving us into being since the beginning of time. And from here, we carry our own response into the world. Our alleluias of word and action ringing loud and true. Amen.